The message today, continuing with the Church of the Living God, too. We started last Sunday. Now I want us to go to First Timothy chapter three, fourteen to fifteen. First Timothy uh, chapter three, fourteen to fifteen. It says, "Although I hope to come to you soon." Uh, and uh, sorry, I'm, I'm reading from the NIV. I think as I gave you NKJV. But actually, it's in NAV. It says this, although I have to come to you soon, I'm writing these instructions so that if I'm delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household. Mark those words. In God's household, which is the church of the living God. That's where we're getting it. It's the church of the living God. Remember, we are talking about the church of the living God. It's called also God's Household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Listen, the church is the pillar and foundation of the truth. There's anything about a believer, yours and my life, is to walk in truth. No matter what happens, you walk in the truth. You'll be a truthful person. That's for another day. And in Hebrews 12, 22, it's known as the General Assembly and Church of the Firstborn who are registered in heaven. Thank God. The General Assembly and Church of the Firstborn, the Firstborn is Jesus Christ and who are registered in heaven. I'm known in heaven. You are known in heaven. You have a registration. Praise God. And in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. I'm giving you these scriptures so that you can go somewhere with this. I will build my church. You don't find in the scriptures a church being uh, thought of a man's work. No, it's not. It's the work of God. It's not man's work. Uh, Men are responsible to do things that God expects them to do. Just like in a local church, you know, a pastor is responsible uh, to God to do what things they're supposed to do in the local church. But actually, it's not man's business. It's not Pastor Carla's business. And then assisted by Pastor Davis' business. No, it's God's business. Listen to this in First Chronicles chapter 29. Very wonderful scripture here. When, when King David was building a temple, uh, just to emphasize what I've just said, in verse 1 says this, Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great. Don't ever forget that. The work of God is great. The world will not understand that. The world will badmouth it. But Jesus said, if they have have persecuted me, they will persecute you. So if you are persecuted for your faith, don't, don't feel bad about it. In fact, the Bible says this in, I think it's in 1 Timothy chapter, chapter 3. And, uh, in fact, all who desire to live a godly life shall be persecuted. You'll be persecuted for, who you, for what you stand uh, for, for, for being a, a believer in Christ and, and for believing the word of God. And some places you'll be taught as being old-fashioned. You'll be taught as being old-fashioned. Why there are so many things that are coming into the world system. Many genders that they have brought in. That some even don't have names for it. Gender this, 
gender this, gender that, gender that. Now you, you'll, be know, you'll be saying that uh, you know, marriage is for husband and wife and, 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 and sexual intimacy is in the context of marriage and you'll be, you'll be thought as being old-fashioned. But that doesn't matter. I'm telling you, the world has seen kings. They have seen powerful people. Nebuchadnezzar, the Egypt, you know, Pharaoh, and all those people. But listen, where are they now? Hitler thought she was, he was going to take over the world and annihilate all the Jews. He's in hell. The, 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 the Jews are here. You say he's in hell? Yeah, I said that. But the Jews are here. And no human being will ever annihilate them. Why? They have a covenant with God. Let me tell you something. It puts us into a place that we set our feet on the God's word, no matter what happens in the world. He is our only hope. Nothing else. No government. He's our only hope. Governments will pass. Power will come and pass. But there's one person. His name is Jesus. He's worth of praise. He's worth of glory. He's worthy to be praised forever and ever and ever because he will never pass away and his kingdom is forever and ever and ever. I'm looking forward to the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he says uh, the work is great because the temple is not for man but for the Lord for, for the Lord God. Now think about this. That is in the, in the old covenant, types and shadows. Just think about this. He says this, the church, if it's a local church, if it's the body of believers, it's not for man, but for the Lord God. It's for the Lord God. It belongs to God. What God needs in the, in, for, is for his household, which is the church, to partner with him and do exploits. That's where we are supposed to be partner with God and do exploits, acknowledging him as the only source. Church, that is how life changes. Of everything, every good thing, as the only source of every good thing. I remember, I think it was in, in 1999, I looked at my Bible. First, I'd gone to a meeting in, um, in, in March 1999. I'd gone to one-day meeting uh, of uh, Bishop David Oedebo, you're speaking about until you discover you cannot recover. I'll never forget that. I had a small King James version. A few weeks later, I sat down in a meeting of Dr. Jerry Saville speaking what Kenneth E. Hegging had uh, prophesied concerning 1999 that 99 shall be divine. And then, but I listened to him. He said in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And he emphasized on the word study. Another, and another scripture is, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. In fact, he said this, the Bible does not say that my people are destroyed because they are increase of devils. No, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. It's not the increase of devils, it's the, in, the lack of knowledge, ignorance. I sat there, I looked at the, the, my small King James Bible. You remember the way we used to do them years ago, I don't know if they still do that. You know, get your Bible and put a zip around it, black, and put a glue, contour. It used to smell, especially when it, is, it was fresh, smell like almost keep you high. 
But I had that small Bible, and I looked at that scripture, and I said in my heart, I will study. I will know you. That has been my endeavor. Every, I say, every day of my life. To take that word of God and get into me. And, and then at, at some point, I knew without doubt, church, without a doubt, that God was my only source. That is established forever. I don't care how things are going to change, that you have to establish that in your heart. I just had to, to have that established in my heart. God is my only source. And I left that meeting, I knew I was a changed man because of listening to the word of God and, and, and getting it and making decisions. Listen, church, the, you have to think in this manner as being a, a member of the, the family of God that God is your, the only source you have. When you establish that in your heart, like what Susan, Susan's testimony, she established that. They established that. I'm so sure, they, and I'm, I'm uh, sure completely, they didn't go talking to people and say, we are believing God for a car. I think you have three. The believers who do that. We're believing God for, I'm, I'm believing God for a dress just like the one you had last Sunday. <laughs> you know, that's not God. That's manipulation. That's not believing God. That's devilish. So God is as the only source. And in Mark 16, 20, uh, listen to this. What happened to the church immediately after his resurrection? In verse 20 says, and, and the disciples went out and preached everywhere. This is the, the statement here. The Lord working with them. Remember that divine partnership. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through their accompanying signs. Amen. Listen to it from the message translation. I like it. From the message translation. Say this. Then the master, remember he's the head. He's our master. Then the master, after briefing them, was taken up to heaven. And he sat down beside, beside God in the place of honor. And the disciples went everywhere preaching, the master working right with them, validating the message with indisputable evidence. Ooh, that's, that's good. Him working with them. What about you? What about me? That's how the church is supposed to do. That's how members of the body are supposed to do, to work with God. To let him flow out of their lives on a daily basis. All right, we'll go into some things regarding that. Every member, if every member of the body of Christ stood in their place, just think about this. If every member of the body of Christ stood in their place, faithfully giving their tithes and offerings, do you know what will happen? There'll be no lack. It's demonstrated in the book of Acts. The people of singleness of purpose, they had one heart, and there will be no lack in the church. You know, I was praying some, last week, and I had this. Let 
me see if I can, oh, it should take long, but let me paraphrase it. The coming a time, and it's soon, there'll be so much prosperity in the body of Christ for those who've been faithful in keeping the, the commands of God and, and obeying the, the word of God until pastors will be standing to say, we are doing project one, two, three, and it's going to cost 100 million shillings. And people will give quickly until the pastor say, that's it. Wait for the next project. I'm going to pastor such a church. Lord, I believe that. And you are the people. Why it happened in the book of, uh, in, in, in Exodus? That's how it's going to be. But look at this. He's looking for those who are faithful in what is, they've been given. You, you think of a, a couple that saw that seed, you know, gave that vehicle to, to the Namus, that they follow that impression. You know they had some other things. They, they have so many people that they could have given it to. Or... They could have even sold the vehicle and got some, gotten some money. But faith activated attracts God's blessings. Because faith has already, had already been activated in the Namu's life, it attracted that blessing. You remember when uh, Jesus was near, you know, at the, at the, uh, at the lake, ah, oh, I wish you had time to read that. But then people were thronging him. There's so many of them just coming around him. So many. And then uh, Jairus came there and said, my servant, is that so? My servant lies sick. Come and heal him. And Jesus left all that crowd of people there were many of them and started following Jairus. There were thousands and thousands around him, but he started following one man who had faith. Do you know what is being said? God, God can pass millions and millions of people to show up into one person's life who has faith. I can prove to you, for, I can validate that from the scriptures. Like, you remember, Jesus said this, there are, well, there are no many widows during the time of Elijah. Elijah. But he was sent to no one except a widow in Zarephath. Why is that so? That widow was believing was believing. Were well, there no many lepers in the time of Naaman? But, but Elisha, Elisha, Elijah, Elisha was not sent to, any, to anyone, was not all lepers were, were healed except Naaman who had faith. Faith activates or attracts. Faith activated attracts God's blessing. Because without it, it's impossible to please him. And the church of the living God is, their people is a household of faith. We are supposed 
to operate by faith. There are so many people that that vehicle could have gone to, but faith activated in the hearts of the Namus attracted that vehicle. The reasoning, carnal thinking is this, but because they knew them. That's carnal. How many people do you know? Probably of uncles who have uh, Lamborghini and uh, what do you call those things? All those vehicles. 18 million. Have they ever given that to you? Say he's coming. And I'm not looking at my uncle. <laughs> I'm looking at the source. The source of power. The source of strength. The source of my healing. The source of my victory. This is us, church. He's the source. He's the one working with us. What about if you're faithful, participated in the local churches? So if we saw every member, saw himself as an active member of the church of the living God. If all of every member listened to the Lord on a daily basis on the assignment concerning this generation, do you know what could have happened, church? There'll be exploits. And the Lord will be honored everywhere. Everywhere you go. In Psalm 78, let's, let's visit again this scripture we looked at last Sunday. In Psalm 78, verse 41 to 42, remember it? Concerning the children of Israel. It says, yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the whole one of Israel. Just think about this. Is God limited? No, he isn't. So who limits God? People. And let's talk about his house. His, his household of faith. So his, his people, it's us believers actually, who limits God. Because God is not limited. And then he says this. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. I want you to think about this. Did the children of Israel deliver themselves from Egypt? Come on. Did they deliver themselves from Egypt? No. Did they, depart the, did they part the Red Sea? No. Did they bring themselves manna from heaven? No. God did all this for them. So do you know what was supposed to happen? When they faced any challenge... What they needed to do was to remember God's power, which had done all these miracles for them. That's all what they needed to do. And think about this then, as, as now we are the body of Christ, we've been grafted in, praise God, and, and, and we, we've been brought in into the kingdom of God. What about us? What about you? What about me? Did, did we save ourselves? Anyone who saved themselves? We didn't. Did you baptize yourself with the Holy Spirit? No. So look at this. Whatever situation you might be facing right now, you need just to remember God's power and look at it from that perspective. Like what I showed you last Sunday, after we read from the scriptures in 1 Samuel, while, while, while the army of Israel were looking at themselves as uh, just an army, Israel. David showed up 
and had the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he looked at this Philistine and he thought of this. This man is defying the God of Israel. He can't. It's impossible. Why? The Lord, he says this, I'm not coming with javelin. I'm not coming with anything else except I'm coming in the name of the Lord. That should be our perspective concerning situations that we face as the church. If we think that way, then God will do mighty things in our midst. Because look at this, the, ch- the, the, the church in the, begin- in the beginning of the church, in the book of Acts, we find that at some point, they faced persecutions. They faced resistance. What the church did, they locked themselves up, lifted up their hands to heaven, and they say, it's against the anointed one that they are coming. Uh, it's against the anointed one that they are, they are persecuting. And what happened? God didn't tell them, I will bring you up to heaven, people. My children, my children. I'll bring you to heaven because I love you. No, God said, the Bible says when they prayed, the place shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, it's not you coming to heaven. You need power. You need power. You need it activated. You need to be filled again. That's what God does. Do you know what the answer is? The Holy Ghost. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. God wants his church so full of the Holy Spirit and the power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you so that we may do exploits. Nothing else will do. That is only if we depend on him. Because he says, it's not by might, nor by power, it's by my spirit. But you have the spirit of God, you have the power. You have the ability. We didn't save ourselves, church. That's confidence. <laughs> I remember, I remember, uh, oh, let me say in this manner. I like it for the Lord to speak to me something. Instead of me asking him, please, what about this thing? I like him speaking to me because if he speaks to me, he's responsible to, make it, to, to bring it to pass. You see that? He's responsible to bring it to pass. And what I look out for, uh, just to see his, his hand in something. I remember... Uh, Oh, I remember this one even recently going to Mount Kilimanjaro. I'm glad money is being coming in. I think I saw in our group yesterday, was it 30,000 uh, that Yvonne had, had been sent to us, that's Kilimanjaro, I know, uh, what do you call it, expedition that we had. And then Jeff said, I received 150 for it, 150,000. So money is coming. Money cometh. Hopefully we'll be able to pass some five million plus mark. Keep going, keep building. But look at this. One time I was jogging, I think in the month, I don't know, of June, I'm not so sure, uh, or July. As I was jogging, I jogged until my flesh was tired. Sometimes it takes your flesh being tired for your spirit to be active. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> sometimes we reason out, the, we reason away the voice of God. But I just jogged, and I, all my focus was, was on God. In fact, I think that day I jogged, most likely it's 10, 10 kilometers, the time I was jogging 10 kilometers or 15 kilometers. I took, I think, 15 kilometers over one hour, 38, two, two hours, until I posted to the group, I've realized one thing. I'm called to preach, not to run. <laughs> there are people who are called to run, Eliud Kipchoge, not me. I'm called to preach. I'm not going to be spending two hours on the road running. I got back to my call. <laughs> so I haven't stopped. I do, but not, not 15 kilometers. That was in preparation for Kilimanjaro. But in one of the times that I was jogging, the Lord brought an image inside of me, and I saw myself at that peak of that mountain. And I knew, I told the team, it's happening. You see, when he does that, brings you confidence of him bringing to pass his will concerning the situation that you are facing. That's why, again, the church has to hear the voice of the master. And members of the body of Christ must hear the voice of the master, or else, unfortunately, be so divided, even among the political system. Sometimes you think like Kenyans even are voting. Like what has just happened. And they're divided. And you're talking about believers in Christ. But if we all have the same values, and we see the values of God in a situation, listen, we'll be in unity. It doesn't matter where the world goes to. And that's why we have a responsibility as the body of Christ to be praying for the nation of America right now. If you've not been praying, you need to. Do you know why? Because what happens there affects us. Oh, really? It does. If you haven't noticed, you remember the former president when he came here, Mr. Obama? If our president wasn't strong enough to say no to the agenda, he said that, was not, that is a non-issue. I thought, that's my president. That's the man I've been praying for. Why? The agenda is to be able to remove the church from the values, God values. If we can all, all agree on the values of the word of God, not a person, but what, what does God say? If our president wasn't strong enough then, what could have happened all over, all over the nation? We'll have this same-sex marriage. And it's, it's, it's still not over. And the time people think like, oh, pastors not ought to talk about that, or the church ought not to talk about that. Hey, that's foolishness. That's foolishness for people, believers, to say that we ought not to talk about, where do I live? Have I not right as a citizen of this nation to lift up my voice as a, a citizen of this nation and say no to evil? I will not bury my head in my generation. And the church is asked to arise. When we see evil, we call it evil. And that's why we're going to do through the government mountain to educate you about BBI by the Holy Ghost. We must do so. Why don't you just be here and praise the Lord on Sunday? 
and go out there and face the heathen, and we have no strength. The church is a voice of God on earth. And we can't keep quiet. Will I be political? No, I won't be political. But I'll be scriptural even more and more. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. We can't even talk about this thing. <laughs> we are not going to bow to that, this idol. If the Lord doesn't save us, even if he doesn't save us, we will not bow down. In other words, if your blood has to be shed, he already shed his blood. What is death? It's a matter of just living this body and shoom, into the glory of God. What a place. That's the church. That's the body of Christ. That's the strong, strong believers. Staying on the word of God. Keeping their feet on God's word. Listen to this church. That's why we have to depend on his power. He did not spare his own son. In verse Romans 8, 32. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also Freely give us all things. All things. He gave us his son. He gave us his best. And then after that, he gave us the Holy Spirit to indwell us. Jesus said, if those, who, those of you evil, being evil, fathers, know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more of the heavenly father when we ask him for the Holy Spirit. In other words, heaven has given its best. And it's us to know that. It's us to receive that. It's us to be passionate about it. And listen, never allow yourself to be defeated. Never, ever, ever. The church is the Lord's, and we belong to the Lord. We need to depend on him to accomplish his will in whatever area he has called us. Let me see if I can move so quickly about this. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. First Peter 2, 9 and 10. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Listen to this one. His own special people. Woo! Woo! His own special people. That's the church. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people. Oh yeah. You remember that? Who once were not a people, but are now. Let's read that together. The people of God. Who are you? God's person. God's person. God's person. You are the people of God. Now think in terms of this. You are the people of God. That's why you refuse infirmity. That's why you refuse weakness. That's why you refuse failure. Even if you've tried a thousand times, 
and not have not made it in that situation, ask the Lord, but don't identify yourself with failure, with the defeat, with lack, with insufficiency. It doesn't matter what happens in this world. Don't ever identify yourself with any kind of sickness and disease. Resist the devil. You're God's people. You're God's people. Your voice matters. Your voice matters. In situations, you need to ask the Lord. That's again I say, you have to be attentive to the master so that he may give you a voice in the situation that you're in. In your office, at your workplace, your business, whatever it is, hear him. He'll make you shine. Why? His glory shall be seen upon you. And this is what, is, what the Lord is preparing. I'm, I just believe this, this much. We'll see many Jews come into the church. We'll see the, the, the Gentiles coming stronger and stronger into that bond with the Jewish, in the Jewish roots. And doing what we are supposed to do. And be so much joined and with the Jewish people in understanding our Jewish roots. And then this is what will happen. Explosion. Many Jews shall come into the kingdom of God. And this is what is going to happen. The glory of God shall be so visible. Wealth, prosperity, signs, wonders, miracles happening all over the places. The four walls and out there even more. If I was Bishop Jakes, I would have said, get, 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 get. <laughs> but get ready. Get ready. Don't be left out. Don't be so, so caught up into the world system and then you forget what's happening. In the kingdom of God, you are God's own special people. The people of God. And this is what I like. Listen to the, to the latter part of it. Who had not obtained mercy? Thank God. But have obtained mercy. The mass of God heals. The mass of God has delivered us. The mass of God brings us to our place of honor and prosperity. That's the mass of God. And there, therefore what he says in First Peter 5, 6 and 7 says, Therefore... Listen to, his, to what we are supposed to do as the body of Christ. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Do you remember in, in that scripture that we read in Psalm 78, it says they did not remember his power? Uh, the Bible says in so many instances, you know, so many, so, so many scriptures, that God delivered them with his mighty hand. Other versions say, and an, an, an outstretched arm. That is his power. That is his power. So he says, therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due, due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. His mighty hand is his power. Listen, and humbling ourselves is totally dependency, uh, de being dependent on, what did I say? Is that English? Humility is total dependence on him or his ability. That's what humility is. 
Pride is not depending on him and depending, instead of that, depending on self to accomplish things. Self-made man. No, the son of the devil. I build my own empire. You build your own thing that is about to fall quickly. Because you are identifying yourself with your father of the devil. We are not self-made men. Young lady, if you come around, someone say, talking that way, flee. I'm a self-made man. Made a business over here. I made this one too. I, I, I schooled all my brothers and made, took them to school. And I am your next project. Hey, flee quickly. <laughs> All right, let me stay with my, in my line. <laughs> Deuteronomy 8.18, well, Francis has, has already read that. I wish I was able to take more time with that First Peter, chapter 5. But actually, humility is depending on God. Humility is casting all our cares upon him and, 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 and be, knowing this. I didn't save myself, even if I think the whole night and worry about it, about it the whole night. There's nothing I'm going to change. But I can trust him who saved me. He did not spare his own son, but he gave him to, 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 he gave him to me. Therefore, he will deliver me in this situation. What am I going to do? Father, you don't sleep. You slumber not, but I do slumber. I'm going to sleep. And he blesses his people when they are sleeping. Do you know that scripture? Oh, come on. Where we reach, we reach. Remember that phrase? Oh, I wish I'll get it. In Psalm 127, there's a version which is so good in that. <clears throat> Don't take care of your care. Roll it upon the Lord. Listen to this here. Okay. Praise God. I'll get it. Glory to God. It's Psalm 127, but there's a version I'm looking for. Glory to God. That amplified the one he gives when you are sleeping his blessing. All right, let's see if it's amplified. Over here. Uh, That's... It's not the one. There's, there's one who says, you, got, you can go check it out, uh, that he says in the, in the, when you are sleeping, he's, he's blessing you. When you are sleeping. All right, you can go check it out. Uh, uh, listen to this. Oh, but this is different, but it's the God's Word's translation. It's useless to work hard for the food you eat by getting up early and going to bed early, to bed late. The Lord gives food to those he loves while they sleep. I like that. While they sleep. You, you, are, you are sleeping and the Lord is preparing, working out things for you. Glory to God. Isn't that good? So that's why you need not to worry. A church sleep is such an important aspect of your life 
and a healthy life that you cannot take it for granted. You cannot take it for granted. Take time to rest. Then you'll wake up in the morning and roll like a lion. Amen. Sleep like a baby, wake up and roll like a lion. And send the devil where he belongs every day of your life. But go check it out, different versions. Um, that was, huh? The passion is different. I checked it as still different. But let me finish up, but you can go check it out. In Deuteronomy 8.18, that you don't rely on your power, Elder Francis read this, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sought to your fathers as it is this day. Listen to this uh, uh, excerpt from the, from, uh, the Spirit-filled Bible. That word power, you shall remember, mark those words, for the Lord of God, for he's the one who gives you power to get wealth. In other words, the, the children of God are supposed to be humble enough to acknowledge he's the one who grants them power. So then they should be, as people of God, we should depend on him. Every area of our, our lives. But this is what, that word power means vigor. It's strength, force, capacity, wealth. Listen to this, means or substance. He's the one who gives you means to get wealth or substance. He's the one who gave uh, the Namus power to get that vehicle. They can give him glory because he, he's the one who did it. What did they, what did they do? They, they connected it by faith with God's provision for their lives. And listen to this. Generally, the word means capacity. It means ability, whether spiritual, mental, or physical, is spiritual capacity or ability, mental or capacity or ability, and physical capacity or ability. Here Moses informs children of Israel that, that it is God who gives them the ability, it's God who gives them power, it's God who gives them means, Endurance, capacity to obtain wealth for material blessings are included in the promises to the patriarchs and their descendants. And remember, we've been engrafted in. We are God's people. We are in Christ. We are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. He says this, that, that the material blessings are included in the promise to the, to the patriarchs and their descendants. And that's why you hear ignorant people say, yeah, this prosperity gospel. Oh, really? So you want what? Poverty. There's no poverty gospel. Gospel is good news. can't be poverty. Yeah, this prosperity. Hey, come on, people. That's a lie from the pit of hell in the hands of the servants of the devil. Moses strictly warns Israel in verse 17 not to falsely conclude that this capacity for success is an innate talent, but to humbly acknowledge that it is a God-given ability. Prosperity is a God-given ability. Humbly acknowledging 
God, you've done this for us. God, you've done this for us. God, you are the one who gives us power to get wealth. Praise God. Did you receive something out of this? Is our Lord good? He's a good God. Hallelujah. Just stand up on your feet, please. And before I turn it over to Brother Francis, if you can get your microphone and get ready, just lift up your hands, please. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everyone in the house, just lift up your hands. Father, you're watching at home from your home and part of this church, just lift up your hands. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, we humbly acknowledge you as the one who gives us power, power to do what we do. Father, we're coming even to the end of this year, 2020. And there are so many things that we have seen your goodness upon this church, your mercy, your greatness. And Father, we humbly acknowledge you and, and honor you as the Lord our God. Father, thank you for every person that has been called into this church. I speak your blessing over them. May the voice of the shepherd be strong in their hearts. To look at themselves as the God's people, special people. That you have called them for your purposes and for your plans. That Father, as your word says, every joint supply. I'm praying, Father, for the activation of, of, of the knowing of what they are supposed to do in their local church, what they are supposed to do out there in the marketplace. And to supply what is needed through them being joined in the body of Christ. Father, I speak your blessing upon your people. I speak the blessing of God upon you, upon your children, upon your families. I speak the blessing of God over the work of your hands, that you stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. I take authority of every infirmity, every kind of infirmity, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I cast you out of God's people. I thank you, Father, for the healing power. Be healed. You are the member of the body of Christ. Jesus, you are the head of the church. Pay the price for your healing. Pay the price for your deliverance. Pay the price for your provision. And I thank you, Father, for supernatural work of your spirit. Angelic activities into the households of your people. Honor you, Father, and glorify you forever and ever and ever. Thanking you, Father, for your love and for your goodness and for your mercy. In Jesus' name.